0: Hello and welcome to episode 249 of the Casual Try Hard Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm James. And um Wizards uh with the immortal words can't stop, won't stop. Uh we yeah. are uh I don't I don't get it. Oh, don't worry about it. Uh with the uh, are sending us yet another set. Like I think this is our second set announcement in like the same week. Two days? Week. Yeah, two days. <laughs> they like spoiled some cards and now they're like, hey, you want us to spoil more cards for another thing? Yeah.
1: Yeah, really weird timing. The Marvel announcement like right before they're supposed to be starting like the, um, what you call it? Uh, uh, the Lost mechanics of Ix- for, yeah, yeah, for Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Uh I would like so to point strange. out
0: that I wasn't thinking about the Marvel announcement. I was thinking about the follow-up, uh, the follow uh, previews. <laughs> I I forgot uh, that Marvel was re- was announced yesterday. Uh yeah. So yeah, we had Fallout. Okay, out so yeah, three. So fall fall actually, technically, Marvel. you
1: had doc- the Doctor Who actual release, the Fallout announcement, announcement the Marvel pre-announcement, announcement, and Exelon uh, mechanics.
0: I'm gonna steal uh, James's thunder. If you want to hear our thoughts on many of these universes beyond things, you should check out one of the most magic-focused pre-shows in the history of pre-shows.
1: Oh, This pre-show was a banger. It and was patrons are, uh... <laughs> you're in for a treat. Or you were in for a treat.
0: Yeah, so it is, uh... uh go go uh, hit us up on Patreon if you want to get access to that, because it was pretty good. It, it
1: was good. Um, yeah, so we're doing things a little bit out of order here. Uh, if you want to support the show... There's two ways you can do it. The first is with our TCG Player affiliate link. If you want to purchase some MTG singles or sealed product or whatever, you guys are going to do that anyway. Uh, go to casualtryhard.com/TCG. That's our TCG Player affiliate link. Head on over to TCG Player, buy anything that you would normally be buying. And, uh, we'll get a cut of that to help keep the show going. We'd really appreciate it if you did that for us. If you're looking to support us more directly. I don't want to shop on TCG player, but still want to support the show. If you appreciate the work that we do and you want to give back to us a little bit, um, you can go to patreon.com slash You can chip a couple bucks in. Like Brian said, you get access to our pre-show and this week's was a good one. You guys are, you're welcome. Um, You also get access to my show notes. So you kind of get a sneak peek about what this week's episode is going to be about. And when I have stuff to send out, I send it to our patrons. Send me your address when you sign up. I'll put you on my mailing list to send out. We'll make sure you get some.
0: Yeah. Um. If you want to reach out on social media, Facebook, Discord, X, um, X. Email, uh, you can do that. Uh, all those links are in the description. Perhaps mm-hmm. send us a picture of your favorite bridge. The patrons. Ooh, yeah, that's right. Though, <laughs> though I thought we had, we had briefly talked about ideas for um uh patreon givebacks mm-hmm. and it was bridge-based again you gotta, you gotta be in the pre-show to know but <laughs> i thought of your favorite bridge from yeah. uh like the syracuse area yeah. as a magic card could be elite headhunter
1: oh perfect
0: <laughs> yes very good so <laughs> There you go. <laughs> so um, we knew there was a new set, a new premiere standard set, mm. as opposed to universes beyond, universes around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind ran- of adjacent to. Yeah, random universes appearing. Right. It's like we're in like, uh, like either like Loki or um, mm. Doctor Strange. We're just, random like, we're getting, like, thrown into, like, random universes. This is basically yeah. what we have. We're now getting thrown into the Ixalan universe. Ooh. Yeah. And so we've got uh, Lost Caves of Ixalan uh, set mechanics. Mm-hmm. Um, um,
1: like we do for every major set release, and sometimes the minor ones, not all. Um, we like to go over the mechanics of the set prior to our set review episode. That way you guys know what we're talking about when we're talking about mechanics, and those shows tend to go long. So we try and cut this little section of it out, give it to you guys ahead of time so that we don't have to go over it during our sit review episode, but also so you have an idea of what's going on when you start seeing spoilers floating around the internet. Yeah,
0: so... Um, we have... Uh, Another modern magic set. So we have double face cards. We have game objects galore. Mm -hmm. All all kinds of things. So the first thing is craft. How this didn't make it into Fallout, I do not know. (laughs) Um, And it is a transforming mechanic. And it's on double face cards. So it allows you to pay some cost, eat some type of permanent or some type of, like, card with ability on the battlefield and mm-hmm. then transform your uh, your transform card. Yeah. It reminded me of, like, Meld, where you're taking multiple kind game of. objects or, um, like, Mutate, where you're taking multiple game objects and kind of, like, eggs-meat-basket kind of situation.
1: Yeah, flavorfully, it's the same. Um, there are a couple ways where this differs. Um and that's because with with the craft, I think it's all of the cards, but I know some of them. Um you can craft cards that are in your graveyard also.
0: Okay, I hadn't realized that.
1: Yeah, so if there's uh like there's actually I I have some I should be a better uh Oh, look at you. Better host here. I have some some visual aids with the uh, one of the cards that they use to describe craft here is the enigma jewel. It's a blue mana for a legendary artifact. It enters a battlefield tapped. You can tap it to add colorless colorless and spend this mana only to activate abilities and it has craft. It says craft with four or more non-land activated abilities uh, with a cost of eight and a blue. So you pay eight and a blue. You exile this artifact. Exile four or more from among other permanents you control or cards in your graveyard. I had missed the graveyard text. Yeah, and then you return this transformed under its owner's control and you do this as Uh, the other card that was um, craft that they showed off also said graveyard, Mm -hmm. but I don't think they specified whether all craft can use the graveyard. Gotcha. So it's either that you control or are in the graveyard.
0: Yeah, so this is, well, the fact that you can get some out of your graveyard means that those cards have probably already, like, done their thing. Mm-hmm. Or you put them there for some sort of value. So yep. that is that is good. Yep.
1: Um, the other thing to note is that I, this one just says non-lands. The other one says artifacts. Um, but they, you can use tokens to craft. Mm-hmm but some cards the backside specifically refers to the cards that you crafted with like this one um transforms into locus of enlightenment and it says locus of enlightenment has each activated ability of the exiled cards used to craft it you can activate each of those abilities once each turn and whenever you activate an ability that isn't a mana ability copy it and you can choose new targets for the copy um if you use a token to craft with, as soon as the token changes zones, it ceases to exist. Poof,
0: gone. Yeah, so Which it doesn't means, get to its abilities.
1: Yeah, this won't see it. So if you crafted a food or a treasure or whatever, this would
0: not. Gotcha. Would not see it. Yep. Um, this is interesting it kind of feels, like, I could be wrong, it kind of gives, like, a limited mechanic vibe. Like... Um,
1: maybe. I mean, we'll have to see how it plays. It, it's always tough when you, like, sink a whole bunch of resources into one thing. Because, I st- like, you can just end
0: up getting blown out. I still remember being at a, a GP and sitting beside this kid, and this guy had a Nicobolus out. And mm-hmm. he's like, I want to transform the Nicobolus and the kid's like... Tap your mana. And the kid, yeah. guy taps his mana and he's like, kill the Nicobolus. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you, you can't tap seven mana into the face of your opponent's open mana, my friend. Right. C- can't do it. Um, yep. Yeah, I can't even tap nine, disenchant. Yeah. No. Or I guess you let it flip because then it gets rid of all the permanents too. Because, like, right. Um,. There's no colon. So, like, are you paying, like, the craft with? That's, like, all the cost. So you pay the nine and exile as the cost? So you could, like, kill it in in response because the permanents are gone?
1: Uh, The colon is after exiling. The colon is between... It's right before Return This Card Transformed under its owner's control.
0: Oh, they just, like, took all the, like... The reminders text is actually yeah. the rules text?
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, because all craft does is transform it.
0: Oh, right? okay.
1: So the rules text is the reminder text or whatever. But yeah, the colon is there. Okay. I didn't it's see, after I, you exile.
0: I was looking up with craft with four or more non-land artifacts with activated abilities, eight. Like right. thinking that that should be like, but. Right. But Okay.
1: Weird. Yeah, oddly templated, but
0: yes. Um, and then we have transforming double face cards, like we had in the last um, um, in the last time we went to Ixalan.
1: Yeah, I mean we've had transforming double face cards a few times, but yes, specifically last Ixalan we had transforming double faced cards in the exact way that we're having them now. Uh, there's a couple different ways they can do transforming double face cards. We had um, day night, right? Mm-hmm. They're transforming double face cards. Um, we've had the,
0: the Praetors. that turn into the sides. The praetors.
1: yep, that have a like an activated ability. Mm-hmm. Um, these all are triggered abilities. I think they showed two of them. The two that they showed both reprints from the last time we were at Exelon. Yes. Um, the one I have on the screen here is Treasure Map. Um, it's a reprint from last time. I saw a bunch of play last time. It was in, in yeah. Standard. Two mana. You can pay a mana and tap it in Scry 1. You put a counter on it, and then if there are three or more counters on it, you remove the counter and make three treasure tokens and transform this thing, and it flips into Treasure Cove, which taps for a colorless... Or you can sacrifice a tap it, sacrifice a treasure to draw.
0: Um, it feels weird. Like this feels like a card that like would be an uncommon now. I on, know some, on some I was like it's still a rare, and I was like, really?
1: Yeah, I mean, how does this compare with like
0: Reckoner Bankbuster? <laughs> yeah, like is way better. Yeah. But
1: yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I mean they kind of do the same thing. And yeah. what was the what was the one before Bankbuster? We had like another one of these cards. Uh,
0: Maze Mind Tome.
1: Yeah, Maze Mind Tome. Right.
0: Um
1: So in light of what we have had previously, both of those I think are better than than Treasure Cove here. Yeah. Um, the other one that was previewed was Growing Rights of Itlamok, mm-hmm. which is I guess a pretty good reprint. That was getting kind of a yes, yes.
0: Uh- um. Gaius Cradle at home is still Gaius Cradle. Correct. Um I think
1: I'm pretty sure in the article they said that all of the transforming double face cards in this set are going to be this format where they there's something on the front and then a land on the back. Yeah, that's to how I remember it fit. Yeah. Well, that's how they were in X- mm-hmm. They said they're they're keeping Uh
0: for backfaces that are lands. Oh, they actually say for backfaces that are lands. Oh, okay. Uh, so the map inspired to transform a permanent, uh, permanent into a land isn't the same thing as playing a land. Treasure covered and there's Does it enter the battlefield? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was trying to see. But they just say for backfaces that are lands. So it may, implies oh, okay. that there are a, there are backfaces that. Um,
1: well, the the gods aren't lands on the back, right? But they're a little bit different than yeah. these cards.
0: Yes. So. Whatever,
1: whatever, whatever that means. I guess we'll find
0: out during. Whatever, yeah, we'll find out in a regular uh, spoiler yep. season. Yeah. All right. Next up, we have Descend, which is kind of a mix between Delirium and like Threshold. Yeah, this one's
1: kind of weird. Because the mechanics kind of like bifurcated. There's like two parts in it that almost do different things. Mm -hmm. Um, The first part is just Descend. And it cares about how many permanents are put into a graveyard from anywhere. They can be milled, discarded from the battlefield, whatever. Uh, The card we have to reference here about how Descend works is the Myco Tyrant. It's one black green for a star star legendary creature, Elder Fungus. It has trample, and the power and toughness are each equal to the number of creatures you control that are fungi and or saprolings. And then at the beginning of your end step, create X11 black fungus creature tokens with this creature can't block, where X is the number of times you descended this turn. And this says, you descend each time a permanent is put in your graveyard from anywhere.
0: Yes. So, like, it's weird that they care, like... Like, but on one hand, it's like, I care how many permanents go into your graveyard. Mm-hmm. And then there are other cards that, like, seem to care about how many cards are already there.
1: So, that's the other half of this um mechanic. A uh, couple notes on this, like, first part of the mechanic, though. Just, like, base, basic descend. Uh, number one is the cards just have to touch your graveyard. It doesn't matter if they stay there or not. So, like, if a card goes to the graveyard, then goes back to the battlefield, or gets shuffled into your library, or goes to your hand, or mm-hmm. gets exiled, as long as it touches the graveyard, it counts towards descend.
0: But... It has to, it has, it has to have to gone into the graveyard and then be exiled. Like a rest in peace, you never it's have a replacement a graveyard. effect. Yes, right.
1: Leyline is a replacement effect; it exiles instead. Yes. Um, but something like if you discard uh, Emrakul, it gets shuffled into your library.
0: It went there. It descended. It to still your went library. there.
1: Uh, same thing with tokens. Tokens will touch your graveyard and then poof. So they will still count for Descend,
0: right? Yes.
1: Okay. Um, the other part of Descend, more Descend, is there's some Descend cards that have a number with them and some Descend cards that say Fathomless.
0: <clears throat>
1: okay. So the these ones work more like Threshold, where they care about a number of permanent cards in your graveyard and I don't believe that these had to have gone there all in one turn um one of the examples we have here is didact that's a a weird name didact echo Uh, it's four and a blue for a three two spirit cleric when it enters the battlefield you draw a card and this has descend four And it has flying as long as there are four or more permanent cards in your graveyard. So this is more like Threshold, where it cares about the cards in your like a number of cards in your graveyard.
0: Okay. Um, So it's it's a didact, like didactic. Oh, okay. A didactic person, one who, one over-inclined to instruct others.
1: Oh, all right. See, expanding my vocabulary. There you go. Yep. I did, did not know, I, know that one. I didn't know
0: didact was a real word, but there we are.
1: Yeah. Now, now we know. Do-do-do-do. That's right. Um, and then Fathomless is another variant of Descend. And we have a card here as an example. This is Song of Stupefication. I know that's a word. Yes. <laughs> uh, this is one in a blue for an aura. It enchants a creature or vehicle. And when Song of Stupefaction enters the battlefield, you may mill two cards. And it has Fathomless Descent. Enchanted Permanent gets nega x neg-o, where x is the number of permanent cards in your graveyard. So this doesn't care about a specific number, it wants to count the number.
0: Remember. So we got... uh, There was a a card from Throne of Eldraine Mm -hmm. that, like, Uh, did this, like, was, like, get negates, negates for just the number of cards in your graveyard, or in your opponent's graveyard.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we had one that cared about, like, instants and sorceries, too. Probably. So this is one that cares about permanence. But, like, Descend is weird, though, because there's basically three versions of the mechanic, and they all kind of do different things. Yeah. Like, base Descend only cares about things that touch your graveyard this turn. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, Descend with the Number, which is somewhere between, like, Delirium and Threshold. And then Fathomless Descent is, like, a whole nother version that cares about the specific number.
0: Yeah, it's weird. It feels like they didn't have enough to make, like, enough ideas that were new to make one whole mechanic, and they didn't want to just, like, take, like, all, like, the throne cards that cared about uh, cards in your opponent's graveyard yeah. And just make be like, well, let's make it cards in your graveyard. Or yeah. permanents in your graveyard. Mm. So they like kind like of like three together.
1: Like traditionally we've had plenty of cards that cared about these things. Like Threshold was a mechanic for multiple sets.
0: It's it is the like like the the threshold version, the descend descend with a number send four, to send eight. Is that the only, like... Oh, That's all
1: that was called out in the article. I don't know if there's more or not.
0: Yeah, that's weird that they would just do four and eight. But, remember Undergrowth? Yeah. Like, that mechanic was, like, totally unworkable, even in Limited? Yes. Because to just limit it to creatures... Right. ...didn't work? Like, but how often do you get lands in your graveyard? How often are you, like, sacrificing artifacts or enchantments like unlimited. and these yep. these type of mechanics don't usually work in like standard well
1: like, so this also works with like a self-mill component though it does and like this song of stupefaction here has self-mill built into it
0: mm-hmm. but like think about like how many threshold cards get played anywhere it's cabal ritual yeah um and then like none of the undergrowth cards got played Right. These at least seem to like work on a baseline. Yeah. Even if they don't have the, their descend number. And mm-hmm. like the ones that care about something going in are all like real cards mm-hmm. that um, do a thing. The, but, I mean, we're going
1: to talk about another mechanic in oh, next. Oh not next, but in a minute, that kind of fuels Descend also, though. Like, Explore's coming back.
0: Okay. That is
1: good. And, like, Explore will fuel. We can do these out of order. Let's do Explore next.
0: Sure. We can do whatever we want.
1: Um, i got to
0: skip ahead for a second here. You write the show notes so you get to do whatever you want.
1: I can do whatever I want. Explore is coming back for people that played during last Ixalan. This is a returning mechanic. When something explores, you reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land, you can put that card into your hand, so kind of draw a card. And if it's not a land, whatever explored gets a plus one, plus one counter. And then you get to choose whether to leave that card on top of your library or put it in your graveyard. Uh So if you are putting that explored card in your graveyard, that could fuel this end, which... Would make this a little bit easier to do in limited. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess, I guess when undergrowth was in limited, you had surveil. Yeah. Which did this, so maybe not, but. Yeah, they, they, um, they, you
0: kind of have to uh, pair, like, the, the, like, if blue, black, or like if blue, black, green are the kind of descend colors, then also in blue, black, and green, or like, green black and another color you have to put like another mechanic to like make it work yeah and so Um, that's like explore it like in the limited environment
1: like thinking back to limited though explore seemed to play better in general than surveil did yeah like the fact that make it make creatures
0: bigger is good yeah Donna, yeah, like,
1: maybe maybe because Explorers is maybe a little bit stronger than... Or the way it was implemented was stronger, was stronger. than Surveil. Um, maybe that's why I have the feeling that it, it will work yeah. better with Descend, but I mean,
0: knows. you were also a wild, growth, uh, wild Growth Walker and a Jade Light Ranger guy.
1: Oh, I can't wait to cast Wild Growth. I'm sure it's going to be awful because that card is like nowhere near 2023 power level. But I can't Not wait to ca- cast my little buddy again.
0: <laughs> yeah. I like. I'm like. I'm wondering like what like 2023 Jade Light Ranger is like. Explore, explore, explore. explore. Oh, we explore. have it
1: already. I didn't put it in the notes because I figured we talk about it in the. Uh, oh, they, they in the set it, review episode. Was it in
0: was it in, the, in the list of things?
1: Um, it was one of the cards that was spoiled today.
0: Okay, I did not see it's it. It's X and a green for a
1: one-one when it atbs explore X times.
0: Oh, huh. okay. Flip the whole thing over. All of it. Yep. Um, okay. Interesting, interesting. Now yeah. for, like, weird cascade?
1: Well, h- hang on. Before okay, we sorry. do that, there's kind of like we had multiple facets to descend. Um, there's one more little wrinkle to explore here. And that's that we're getting a new game object. Yes. Are you super excited for your new game object?
0: Uh, I mean, there was a uh, my my black green cube archetype is now just game objects. Yeah. So I need a new um, one.
1: <laughs> so we're getting map tokens. Woo hoo! Um, map, map tokens are an artifact token. We food clues, blood, whatever. Um, and you pay one, tap it, and sacrifice it, and target creature you control explores at sorcery speed. So. So it doesn't have to be the creature the-
0: that made the map. It can just be anyone. Right. that gets to explore. Okay.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know that creatures are going to make maps. That they-, they could be on instants uh, or sorceries or lands yeah. or.
0: Uh, Waterwind Scout is a two and a blue two two flyer. Uh, mm-hmm. That when it enters the battlefield, create a map token. creates a map. So. Okay. there's at least one creature that does it so okay that's that's interesting like is it I don't think it's as good as a blood
1: I don't know it probably depends on how you build it cause bloods were like bloods didn't have the ability to make your creatures better for Mm -hmm. the most part like you needed a, another outlet to make the creature better. Um yeah. maps kind of do it on their own. And this isn't as strong as looting because you're you're only you're making a decision with one card instead of like everything that's in your hand.
0: Well, this is it's rummers bloods are rummaging. Well, yeah, sorry, rummaging. Yeah, but like blood was like flood insurance and this kind of like is hit your land drops. Like they do different things. Like they're better at different spots and then like the counter kind of mitigates some of the downside where like blood like so you can't flood ever that's true where maps are gonna like you know i mean
1: this is kind of gonna do the same thing though because like you're you don't have to spend your draw step on the land and you're guaranteed that your next card isn't gonna be a land if you're flooding
0: yeah fair okay Kinda sorta. I don't know. It'll be interesting how it plays out. It might also matter, like, if they like print print a tithe harvester.
1: Yeah, or a wild growth walker. Yeah.
0: Yeah, something that like really, really goes hey, off for, for for mapping. Well, for well, exploring, yeah. Yeah. Well, we had no. We knew a map was a thing because uh, what's his name? Uh, Oko's kid was here. On an, an adventure.
1: What's the map have to do with that?
0: Uh. He's a white creature, and his adventure is green, and it's like create like two map tokens or three map tokens. Oh, okay, something like that, or maybe I guess, I, I, guess I didn't remember that. Yeah, it was it was like the first card that they like spoiled for the for the set was like, hey, gotcha. make uh, maps. Yeah, Oko's here. Make a map, kind of like Oko. What's a food? Yeah, and now it's like make a map. Yeah. Um. All right, now uh,
1: I, I remember. Explore like really being uh, maybe it was just because i was playing on playing black green and that was a at the time a pretty overpowered deck but i remember explore playing really well it did explore just kind of fixed everything that you did
0: yeah yeah like it's it's a like it's a if the creatures are good it's like a good mid-range mechanic yeah because right like it makes your creatures better bigger it gets you to the stuff it gives you some selection Mm-hmm. I don't want this card, go to the graveyard. Okay, land, go to my hand. Yeah. Right? And you get a counter or whatever. So, like, it gives you some selection. But um, I know it's hard because, like, in my head, like, I think about blood being useful, I guess mainly because of Blood Tithe, har- harv- that blood tithe Harvester yeah. and the uh, Voldarian Epicure? Epicure. Right? Like, I don't know. It was just because those cards are like elevens, and they yeah. just happen. To, and if like if they're eleven, if they also have like a map on them, mm-hmm. like if they have the same text but it's map, are you so, like
1: oh? I think where you may be—I don't want to say confused, but maybe getting tripped up a little bit—is that both of those cards were good without blood, and like if you never used the blood. You still wanted to see both of those cards?
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, if, if those cards made some different game object, like, or not, no game object at all, right, Right, like, they were still good. So, yeah. like, it might just be that they were good and they happened to make a blood as opposed to they were good because of blood. But, like, yeah. I don't think that you would... I, I know you wouldn't play a gold 3-2 no-text right right. so like the fact that like it was a 3-2 that also doubled as a removal spell I mean
1: you right but like it being a removal spell like you would pay a 2 mana 3-2 that's a removal spell that made like if the blood had no text if it it... made a blood and the blood had no text you would still play blood tithe harvester
0: yes that's what I mean like is it like if they make if they make Blood Tithe Explorer mm-hmm. and he makes a map and has all the same text, I think that card is equally as good. But I think it's better. Okay. I
1: I think maps are stronger than blood. I mean we'll see when we play with okay. them, but I I think like one for one, a map is better than a blood. Okay. So it but it like you said, it depends on what the uh what the surrounding creatures are like, whether we get a a map tithe harvester or, uh, you know, a folk epicure or a w- <laughs> wild growth harvester <laughs> or some combination thereof.
0: Yeah. All right. Now, now we have knockoff cascade.
1: Now we have knockoff cascade. We have
0: discover. Mm-hmm. So uh, this has is discover and then a number. And that number lets you exile cards from the top of your library until you hit a non-land with mana value equal to or less than the number. Mm -hmm. So it's very much like Cascade, except it seems to be the things have to ETB. They have to enter the battlefield to So far, the ones
1: that we've seen have to ETB. So it's not a cast trigger.
0: It's not a cast, which is... A big difference. I just kept reading this going like isn't this just Cascade with like a different name? But I will point out that if you hit a card with mana value 3 or less and you don't want to cast it, you can put it in your hand. Where Cascade you would exile it.
1: Correct. Um, There are a couple other differences as well. Um, Discover specifically calls out mana value.
0: It says mana cost.
1: Um... Mana value. Exile okay, mana cards value. from the top of your library until you exile a non-land card with mana value three or less. I believe that makes it so you can't hit free cards. Okay, I'm not... Do they, like... Because they don't have a mana value. They have a CMC, which is zero, but they don't have a mana value, okay. so I don't think you can hit them.
0: Okay, I was I was trying to Google it and I didn't find anything before yeah. the show.
1: I believe that's the case. Um, We'll have to wait for the comp rules um, to come out to know for sure, but I I believe that's the case. Um, There is one more thing that the article specifically calls out that the card does not. So, again, I think we're going to need to wait for the comp rules on this as well. But it says in the article that you stop flipping cards when you find one with mana value equal to or less than the discover number. Mm-hmm. And then, the spell you cast must also be equal to or less than the mana value. So I, like, the, they said you can't hit an expensive adventure.
0: Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I had not read that um, closely okay. enough. See, so, yeah, you can't like. Yeah, it's, uh, they use picnic uh, it's ruiner. So quick. picnic ruiner yeah. has a mana value of two, and then. You'd be allowed to cast the adventure if it were three or less, but it's four. So a picnic ruiner is uh, one in the red for a two, two. And then a stolen goods is three in a green. So it's four. Yeah. So you wouldn't be able to cast the four. So it's worded a little bit differently than cascade.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it like that part of it, it doesn't say that on the card here. Like in the not. reminder text on the card. Um, the way it's written on the card, I would say you could cast the adventure, but that it's specifically called out in the article. So I think we have to wait for the, the yeah, cause yeah, the
0: way that. it is written is like you can cast a non-land card and then usually you get like the choice because right. if you look at, oh gosh, invasion of Allura, mm-hmm. you can cast a card, mana value four or less, mm-hmm. but then you could cast the more expensive side of the adventure. Right. So, weird.
1: Yeah. So, I think we need some clarification on this guy, which I'm sure we'll get, but
0: so, just wanted to
1: call that out. It is a little bit different than Cascade.
0: I am interested in if they're going to have a three-mana, like, Discover 2 guy. Mm-hmm. Because, um, I don't know if you've been uh, following with the hottest new deck in Modern is. Uh, scam? Uh, Beans. Beans? All beans all the time? Um, it's a, an aspiring spike deck that's been doing really well. It is mm-hmm. four up the bean stocks, four mm-hmm. Shardless agents, oh. four Bloodbraid elves. So okay. you, The only thing Shardless can cascade into is, is beans. beans. The only thing Bloodbraid cascades into is Teferi, Shardless, or beans. Ugh. And then you just play Fury, Solitude, and Leyline Binding. Yep. And so, right, like, if that's good enough for Modern, yeah. if something something like this is probably a, like, knockoff, we don't have the Pitch Elementals mm-hmm. version of this for, with Leyline Binding and a couple other big cards, is probably good enough for uh, yeah. Pioneer, where yeah. you just, like, bury your opponent. Oh, you have a Thought Seize, that's cute. We're just gonna, like, draw okay. 45 cards this game. Right. That does not matter. So that was like. And this is a. Con- this is. So Bloodbraid Elf is an uncommon. Gold. Mm-hmm. And is a 3 Band- Was
1: banned in modern for years.
0: Was a 3 2 with haste. Yep. This is a single color, 2 red, red. Common. There's a 3 2 with no haste. Now, right. granted, it is the. Uh, Discover is worse than Cascade, mm-hmm. but it's a whole lot of Bloodbraid Elf at common. What are the uncommons and rares going to look like of this mechanic? Yeah. Now mean, they they the, showed us the, the haste
1: once. on the haste on Bloodbraid Elf was kind of a big deal.
0: It was still, but
1: is. yeah. But like the reason you played Blood Bloodbraid Elf was because it was a threat and a removal spell or a threat and a hand disruption spell or a threat and a Liliana and this is very much still a threat and a removal spell or a threat and hand disruption or a threat and Liliana.
0: I mean as we've kind of talked about with um, these cards that reduce cost, right? We've seen yeah. a lot of them, right? Like you would uh, you would pay four mana for a three-two that draws a card, in mm-hmm. limited at least, right? And in constructed, you would pay four mana for a three-two that draws a card and then casts it. And you oh, can think yeah. like, every every mana that you spent casting that spell is mm-hmm. mana you can kind of take off of Appraiser, right? right? Like if you hit a three-drop and cast it, you paid one mana for a three-two. Mm-hmm. And then you hit, and then you got a lily. You drew also don't a lily. forget
1: that uh, in the last set we had celebrate.
0: Oh yeah, we're seeing multiple things on the battlefield to trigger celebrate. Yeah, right. Like this derpy common into the the three mana four four haste guy that if he celebrates into a dragon. Mm-hmm. That pretty good.
1: Yeah, I would or, say so.
0: Yeah, so. Um, and anything that like they've had like the mechanics of like when you cast your second spell yep he is your first and your second spell that is true so um, like this mechanic is like I think it is fixed cascade mm-hmm. right like it's not an automatic two for one because it can get countered before it hit, gets down cascade right? at home yeah, cascaded Home. but like any number of like cascade spells in standard or pioneer mm-hmm. are really good. Yes. So uh, this these especially the ones that are at, like if they're creatures at higher rarity they had like a uh, oh gosh they had another example of um uh I I appreciate. That they want to like get the word out about stuff, but they like almost melted my phone with tw- Twitter alerts today. <laughs> I was like, "What are you idiots doing? Stop it!" Um But they had hit the mother load. Oh yeah, which is a sorcery that has Discover Ten. Yeah, and then you get to um,
1: make treasure tr- tokens equal to the difference.
0: Yeah, so like you always, you are always up a minimum of three mana. Mm-hmm. Because this costs seven. I will hit the Mother Load and I will cast Ulamog the Ceaseless Hunger. <laughs> Perfect. We did it. I will cast Nivik's Mastery targeting my hit the Mother Load.
1: Cool. That's yes. gross.
0: Yeah. yeah, it is. Um, I hadn't seen the lands, the caves? Yeah, I hadn't seen any of those. Um, so, like, I'm interested for this mechanic, but I I think it's one of those things where, like, much like, uh, was it Yagmoth's spot? Yagmoth's bargain was the fixed, um, the fixed Necropotence, and the card yeah. was still busted, mm-hmm. right? Like. These are probably not cascade busted, but they might be like pioneer cascade busted, where you might be able to do stuff yeah. where it gets around some of the you know if you can't cast free spells, if you can't like cast the big half of something, you can't like uh, Valky flip into Tybalt. right? Right. All for all for the good, I guess. Yeah. If I'm not doing it, uh, but <laughs> um, but like. The fact that they're just a two-for-one that knocks mana off of stuff. Yeah. And, oh, they have they have to print enough of them that you could, like, play Waterfalls. I hope so. I mean, that's just a fun deck to play. Yeah. So much value. hmm So Waterfalls is you just have a bunch of stuff that cascades, and you just keep cascading into stuff.
1: Cascade into more Cascaders into more yeah. Cascaders.
0: And so since you cast it, you could... If there was, like, a three-mana Discover two card, you could... Cast appraiser, hit right. the three mana card. You cast it,
1: hit the two mana card, hit the
0: two mana card, and you just like cascade your way down. Yep. Uh, it seems like they tried to fix this stuff, but it's still like, it's still just a ton of value. Yeah,
1: no, it's very good. We'll if help. nothing
0: we'll... else, it is just value.
1: I have a feeling that they think they've balanced it correctly mm-hmm. because. I don't see how they could print this at Common otherwise. True. Like, somebody had to look at this and be like, hey, wait a minute. That's most of Blood Raid Elf, and we're putting it at Common? Yeah. So, we'll see.
0: I mean, uh, gosh, what is it called? Um, Oh, gosh, Reality Smasher, and they just made it Mm -hmm. Charging Monstrosaur, like, four years later at Uncommon. Um, and then we have one more not-a-mechanic, but also, like, not-a-mechanic? not, not a mechanic. Yeah, th- I mean, this
1: is something that a lot of cards already did. We just never had a name for it. Kind of like they keyworded Surveil. Or Mill. And keyworded Mill. Um, this is keywording something we already do. There's a lot of cards that we'll put something onto the back battlefield and say at the end of the turn, exile it. Or if this would go anywhere beside, or if this would be put into the graveyard, exile it instead. Uh, finality, just the finality counter just does that. Yeah. It's, um, um, it's just kind of a way to track it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. Like we have so many counters for things now.
1: I mean, it's arena. You can, Make a counter for everything if you want to.
0: This is true. It's like it doesn't matter. You yeah. just like Arena takes care of it. Right. So.
1: The uh, the card we have an example here is Intrepid Paleontologist. It's one and a green for a 2-2 two, two Human Druid. You can tap it to add one mana of any color or you can pay two and exile a card from a graveyard. It says you may cast dinosaur creature spells from among cards you own exiled with Intrepid Paleontologist. If you cast a spell this way, that creature enters the battlefield with a finality counter on it. And if a creature with a finality counter on it would die, exile it instead. So it's kinda like you get to bring it back once, but then it falls apart into nothing and it doesn't exist anymore.
0: hmm Aw. Oh, sorry. Sorry mm-hmm. little dude. Yep. Um It's fine. Like yeah. Um It is weird though that like I don't know how much it helps in paper. I guess like if they have Probably a counter that much. just says like finality on it or whatever,
1: fatality.
0: Yeah, yeah fa- oh, fatality. Oh, you just have to get like little pictures of like scorpion's head, and that would yeah. be your that'd be your counter.
1: <laughs> there you go. All
0: right. So with all the others stuff you're doing, I need you to get the rights to scorpion's head, and then <laughs> sure, and then put casual tryhard on the back of the little disc, and yeah. then we can just. We can have our own counter counter um, <laughs> collection. Um, yeah, it's fine. Like, it's funny we went from like not having all these counters to mm-hmm. very much in like the world of arena. It's like, hey, um, I Coria gives us ability counters. We have oil. Yeah, we have all kinds of stuff now. It's like eh, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, I also think it's a sign of the times um kind of alluding to a little bit what we were talking about in the pre-show if the game as a whole is less competitive and people are just playing for fun and you know just sitting around a commander table with their friends you and i may may see it as a downside where it's hard to track and there's a counter on something and nobody remembers what it is and oh yeah, it's a finality counter that would have been important <laughs> had we yeah. realized it when it was relevant. But like in a casual game where you're sitting around having a beer, eating pizza, playing Commander or whatever, like that may not always be seen as a bad thing. Like,
0: I mean, if you screw, s- if you're gonna screw up ca- tracking the counter, you also forgot that it had the writer text "Exile right. me when I die."
1: No, yeah. What I mean, though, is like, I remember having this conversation with uh, our LGS owner, like Mm -hmm. back when all of these changes started happening, about how magic is kind of about the story. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean like the lore story. Um, Magic for me has always been about the story that happens before the tournament starts with your friends or in between rounds or after the tournament where you talk about your good beats, your bad beats, you remember your tournaments, whatever. And I think this sort of thing in a casual environment may be something similar to that Mm -hmm. where it's, oh yeah, this has this counter. I completely forgot. This crazy thing happens now. Um and I don't, I don't know that everybody sees it as a bad thing. You know what I mean?
0: Um, I just had a thought. Yeah, what's that? Hex Mage.
1: <laughs> remove a counter, yeah.
0: Or what is the render inert? Yeah. Like remove five counters for something? Yeah. So like it's a way to get around. Mm-hmm. Or that uh the new card from Lord of the Rings that like moves counters around Mhm. He'd be like, "Oh, you're going to kill my thing forever. I'm going to move the finality counter to this other thing so now I can yeah. I can reanimate my thing or it like persists or whatever it's going to do."
1: Isn't there wasn't there a card in War of the Spark that let you eat counters to draw cards?
0: Oh. Yeah, it was Blue Black and you tapped it.
1: Yeah, it was like Soul oh. Diviner or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah
1: was that any kind of counter
0: i think uh, i
1: think it was just a counter from a permanent
0: yes i think you're right uh so you just remove counter i know it's blue black and it's soul something Uh, okay i should have been more precise with my search too many came up (laughs) all right let's try again
1: it was from war the spark
0: yes I was just—I was like, I'll just put remove counter. There won't be that many. <laughs> huh. oh. So let's find the sets now. War of oh, the Spark. There we go. Yeah, Soul Diviner. It yeah. is tap, remove a counter from an artifact, land, creature, or planeswalker you control. Draw a card. Perfect. Yeah. So there you go. You can just like, uh, or Price of Betrayal. Remove up to five counters from target artifact, creature, planeswalker. Or opponent. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we please just make this say 10 and be one mana, please? Please?
1: (laughs) Transform target dark depths.
0: Free merit Um, ledge. So, yeah, like, now there's shenanigans you can do to kind of remove that writer. Yeah. I feel like it, like, they've eroded a lot of stuff in the past. Like, I feel like it's a lot of work to be, like, now, like, was it Sarah Emissary? Mm Mm-hmm. Not Center, emissary the 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 four mana one that like lets you cast a card from your graveyard oh yeah, yeah yeah uh to like retroactively say they all get um finality, finality counters. counters seems yeah. like a lot but I don't know they've done yeah. they've done weirder stuff I think
1: yeah I, I don't know that they've done anything that like widespread though like that would be a lot of cards they'd be errating. Yeah. And, like, they tend not to do functional errata, and that would technically be functional errata.
0: Fair, yeah. As opposed to just, like, changing a word. Right. So, yeah. Um, Interesting, but Ultimate doesn't change anything. It's just, like, an extra thing to no. track. And maybe you're right. Maybe, like, people will enjoy having finality counters as opposed to just having to remember it. Yeah. But they should bring back glass beads for that one. Every for pack sure. should just come back with, come <laughs> with one glass bead.
1: Like like sports cards and bubblegum?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hey, look, in these play boosters, I know we took a card out from you, but... Here's a glass bead. Here's a glass bead. Every card arrives damaged from now on. <laughs> hey, at least they tell you up front. That's right. So you don't need the glass beads. It feels like this set, maybe because of, like, Descend, has, like, more mechanics than, like, the normal set.
1: Well, the Finality is not really a mechanic. And, like, the map tokens are only mechanic-adjacent. Kind of of- and then, yeah, Descend is, like, three mechanics in one. Yeah, but- so... Yeah, I and mean Discover Discover is definitely a mechanic and craft is definitely a mechanic.
0: And it's also interesting, like geological appraiser is ETB, yeah. but then you have the sorcery that just cascades.
1: Well, it's, it's not on cast though, right? And it might be on resolution. It's yeah, on resolution. It, it says Discover 10, so it's not a cast trick.
0: Yeah, but like it's just like it's right. just, it doesn't have to enter the battlefield, it just has to resolve. Right. Which is a big difference. Is that is that our... Well, I mean,
1: resolving is basically entering the battlefield.
0: Yeah, fair. Um. Is, is that our splashy red 7-drop that might not ever do anything, ever? Probably. This feels very much like Apex of Power. Yeah.
1: Unless you can cast it for free. Is there a way to cast it for free?
0: Hmm... Not that I know of. In I mean, standard. cast it for
1: free, get 10 mana is pretty good.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess if you hit it with an Atali. Yeah. And then you cascade into an Atraxa. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that's pretty gross.
0: And, like, I did it. I, I don't know what it was, but I did it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, I think of, you know, of. If you're going to tell me there was one of these mechanics that was going to, like, produce a card that was, like, busted, I would guess it would be Discover. Yeah. That there'd be one Discover card that's just, like, is just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, like, the common Bloodbraid Elf is probably good in Popper.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Like, they play, like, some, like, you know, sometimes some sketch, like, cascade cards. Mm -hmm. like seven mana cascade card it's like this is is four like you get to to do the thing you do the thing early and often like bury your opponent in cards yeah i do love that like it just seems like every set now they're like i heard you like making artifacts would you would you like an artifact of some sort maps it's like i i I, do i and they're like you do you do trust us you do. Okay, I guess I We know I you do.
1: got that game objects archetype.
0: Yeah, you need more game objects. I'm like, how many tokens can be in my cube? Yeah. All of them apparently. I'm like <laughs> you looking need a
1: whole other box for tokens.
0: Yeah. I was sitting here looking and I was like uh and then the uh the the descent guy, whatever his is the the Myco tyrant. Yeah. I was like, he's just like super uh, slime foot. Yes, he and is I, super Slimefoot. And I'm like, why isn't Slimefoot in my queue? I'm like, is there, he makes a game object? He's a sappy boy? Like, he That's should right. totally be in there.
1: But. I mean, Michael Tyron is a mythic.
0: He, slime, no. Slimefoot's not a mythic. Slimefoot's an uncommon, which is why Slimefoot yeah. should be in the queue. Yeah. Like, why, why have I denied Slimefoot his, <laughs> his rightful doing, spot?
1: Doing Slimefoot dirty.
0: Yeah, Really? Really, like, sorry, Death Sprout, you might have to go.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, black Green doesn't need another removal spell. <laughs> so, with all that, I think we have descended into the lost caverns of
1: Ixalan. Yeah. And we, we have dis-
0: we have discovered many a mechanic that we explored <laughs> without the yes. aid of a map.
1: And now we're gonna put a finality counter on this episode.
0: Boom. <laughs> that was unscripted. That <laughs> Was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I was like, <laughs> "Crap! What is the other?" Oh, I guess I guess we missed. Um, uh, uh, Transforming double fest double
1: faced cards. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna work that one we, in.
0: We have we have crafted a descent into the caver- the lost caverns of Ix- Ixalan, where he, we have explored. The mechanics and uh, discovered all there was to discover without a map, and now we will put a there finality a finality counter on this adventure. We're done. Oh, adventures was last set, but there's one adventure card in this set. Okay,
1: <laughs> you are correct. There is one adventure <laughs> card in this set randomly.
0: The best kind of correct <laughs> is technically correct. yep so- you got me. You got them. <laughs> With all that, I think we got a show. We have a show. So if you want to reach out to us on social media Facebook, Discord, X, uh, email. Again, really pushing for bridge pictures. Uh,
1: <laughs> show me your bridges. Only bridges.com.
0: <laughs> bridges.com. I don't know how much money we can make. Here's some bridges from Madison County. Yeah. Uh, uh, Here's a covered bridge. Here's an uncovered bridge. Wow. Here, here's a bridge from Orie County. Ooh. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> it's got no copper left. <laughs> Why does it have no teeth? Uh, <laughs> um, you can find all those links in the description
1: yeah if you're looking to support the show there's a couple ways you can do it the first is with our tcg player affiliate link casualtryhard.com slash tcg head on over there do your shopping and you'll be supporting us at the same time we'd really appreciate it if you want to support us more directly patreon.com slash casualtryhardmtg is where you can do that you get access to our show notes you get access to our pre-show you can even go back in time and listen to the bridge pre-shows if you want to if you're a masochist um patrons also get put on my mailing list for when i have swag to send out which this time i'm having some issues getting the uh program that no longer exists running on my computer so we'll see what happens there um but if any of that sounds good or if you just really appreciate what we do and you want to give back to us patreon.com slash mtg chip the yeah. bucks in and really help us out
0: all right so with that we'll catch you on the internet
1: We'll catch you on the internets.